Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Got a uh, really interesting show lined up for you tonight. This is a story that we covered originally when it first came out, um, talking about the the terrible things that schools are doing to kids, to, to children, all in the name of fighting back against this virus. We talked about the story in Florida, school district that had tied a mask to a little girl's face. The girl is, is her, her, she's nonverbal, right? Sophia Steele, nonverbal. They tied the mask to her face. Terrible, disgusting. So tonight we, we have Sophia's father on to talk about exactly what happened and what they're doing to fight back against this. So why don't we bring him right on right now? Welcome to the show, Dr. Jeffrey Steele. Dr. Steele, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Well, I, I wish that this was under different circumstances. Obviously, we, we remember reading about what happened to your daughter in in the news. It, it's it's horrifying. Um, obviously, you're you're fighting back with everything you have. Why don't you why don't you explain what happened to our audience? Anyone who didn't read about it when it first happened. OK, our daughter Sophia is seven years old. She's Down syndrome. She's nonverbal. She has an enlarged tongue and that physicality, she will be a mouth breather. So this is a seven-year-old child that can snore like a grown old, older man because of her, her breathing issues, she breathes through her mouth. So a mask would be quite detrimental. Sophia also has, um, she in her special needs, she has cognitive disabilities, uh, much at the level of age three, though she's seven. She um, she has an IEP, which is an individual education plan that all disabled students have in school, in public schools, uh, so that they are medically automatically um, not required to wear a mask. And that's so in the same sit, vein as like, a, as like a 504, right? A little bit different, that's right. but the same. Yeah, exactly. 504. 504. That's exactly what it is. That's the technical name for it. It's 504. But if someone didn't know what it was. I just wanted to explain it as the individual education plan. It's okay. That, that the Keep going. Work out with the school and with the special needs education program that the school would have. So Sophia has all of that in place. So they know about Sophia's needs. They know about her levels. They know about her communication, that there's about 12 or 13 or so letters of the alphabet that she cannot say. She might can count with help in, um, uh, uh, to count to 10, but she can't say, she says it, it often just sounds like the noise. She's doing the rhythm of the noise, you know, so her one is, a, it's, it sounds like somebody who's completely deaf sometimes when she speaks, though she's not deaf. So that's just a picture, uh, an image of what Sophia's like. She's a normal kid in many ways, um, but she's a strong personality and she has issues that we have to be very careful with. So when she wants to communicate, for instance, um, 
you know, what's going on with her, she will do it either by gesture or she will grab our hand and take us somewhere if she wants chocolate or she wants ice cream or she wants something she has to grab us and come take us if she wants a toy out of her bedroom she she can't reach she's got to physically come and get us because she can't express yeah. that she cannot express her emotions she doesn't understand the concept of happiness she doesn't understand the concept of sadness so you can't ask her a question are you happy at school or are you sad at school she won't comprehend what i'm trying to get out of her um, so that's her, it's important for everyone to understand her level, mm -hmm. which, which makes, I think, quite heinous what the school did without our informed consent or knowledge that they were doing this. So basically what happened is I, from August the 30th, Brevard County Public Schools instituted a um, uh, cross-the-board mask mandate without an opt-out. Okay? This was in violation against the parental... Um, rights and um, uh, the board of the uh, Bill of Rights that, that the state of Florida passed the legislature this last summer and also against the law because the governor also did an executive order against uh, mask mandates and the school board said well we don't basically they said we don't care what the law is we're going to do this administrative act in what we want to do in order to change the law rather than going through the administration process of going through legislation in order to change the law, they basically just thumbed their nose at the governor, at the legislature, and said, we're gonna do what we want as an entity of themselves. As a result of their um, violation of the law, um, we are where we are today with Sophia. So I put Sophia on the bus every single day at 7.15. I have the morning routine, my wife has the afternoon routine, because I'm at work, I put her on every day since this mandate even came in at eight at seven fifteen in the morning without a mask ever, ever without a mask on her face, nor and even talked with the driver, the aide, etc. Made jokes, you know, about the mask. And I mean, I even jokingly said when they were without mask, it's nice to see you without your Chinese passport on your face, you know. So they knew, they knew my position about the mask. And I put my daughter on the bus every single day. So it was no secret. One of the things we did not know that was when Sophia either got on the bus or got to school, they were masking her due to this mandate. The only way we found out was on the 7th of October, she steps off the bus when her mother is picking her up. And she steps off the bus with a mask on and her mom sees this blue thing at the top of her head a distant away coming down the bus and when Sophia gets to her she realizes Sophia's mask is tied to her face with a nylon cord. The mask was completely wet with her um, saliva and it's something that like you're not expecting to happen like a car accident you know it's sort of like it takes you a few moments to get your composure like what just occurred and to see it tied on that's a bit of the experience that my wife had and she brought her in of course and let me know and i just told her take get the mask get the blue nylon cord put it in a plastic ziploc bag and i will look at it when i get home and i'll try to leave early from work today which i did um so that was thursday the 7th of october friday i phoned the local police at the indian harbor beach police department I phoned them to make a report about what had taken place. 
and said to them, I'm quite angry about what's taken place. It's probably not a if the if the SRO officer is not there at the school, it's probably important that um, I not go in today because I want to be more calm and collected and have some wisdom of when I speak. So they agreed that that was wise decision on my part. And so everyone needs to remember that that's a Friday, the next day, Saturday, the next day, Sunday, the next day's Monday, which was Columbus day. And I went in on my next possible possible time, which was the Tuesday morning um, at eight ten when I met with the principal of the school, I had my daughter Sophia with me and the SRO, the police officer who works the school was in the office with the principal as well. And that's where I made my first initial um, confronting. Now, the reason I say that is because people on one of the school board members, public social media pages is saying, well, the guy couldn't have been too upset. He waited four days. And this was also the words of the school board member who said, I waited four days to even go and make a complaint. Three days to school As if that makes closed. it better. One day. Pardon me? As if that makes it better. As if there's- Exactly. As exactly. if they can be like, saved by the like, bell. Like, yes, I'm obviously just high, making this hyperbole and I'm making this up. This woman publicly called me a liar and that I fabricated the story as well. And in the same email, she admits seeing my daughter on the bus supposedly happy with the mask tied around her face playing with the aide. How she knows Sophia is happy, we don't know because she's never been able to tell us. And she had a mask over her face. How could she see whether or not she was smiling? So wow. this is this is what we're dealing with. It's 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 uh, and the more I learned, the matter I got because of the response where she denied me making a call to her, and then later she admits that she's got a missed call from me on the eighth on the Friday, um, and then of course she never once has contacted me. I'm her one of her constituents. She has never contacted us as parents to speak to us about this incident ever. She had an email exchange with me that was made public on a social media page as well of a representative, Randy Fine. Um, that email exchange he got, I guess, for, because it's public record that she had with me. And I even, I'm asking her, this is on the 20th that I had that. That's the day, that's important to know, that's the day I did this, I did the conference, the, um, press conference with Governor DeSantis. While I was doing that press conference, I came to learn she was at the school where my daughter goes, visiting my daughter in her class and speaking to the teacher and the principal while I'm doing the press conference or just after that um, with the governor. I was just, it's unbelievable. Wow. The story is unbelievable. So I was reading, and, and you can correct this, uh, maybe it's right. The only reason that you know about this is that they forgot to take the mask off. And they it, it seemed like they had been doing this for a while. Have you been able to track that down, whether or not this was happening? Obviously, if they've been doing it for a while, someone should have seen it. Someone should be able to attest to it. Yes. they, they when, I, when I met with them on the 12th, in the morning on the 12th, the principal with the officer, she admitted that it had been happening. She said that the teacher had said yes she was tying it down and she was in her office in, in tears about the about what was happening and about the way i was responding and that um that there were numerous ways that they tried to tie the mask on sophia including clipping it to her hair with hair clips and tying it and not around her ears etc so 
They didn't deny it. And it's also on written paper when we did a mask review meeting on the 13th in the morning with the principal, the teacher, myself and my wife, they explicitly wrote, <laughs> if you're ready for this, how the mask had been a sanitary issue by falling off a lot. And so of course they were tying it and also how much it was hindering her education and speech abilities. And it took them since August the 30th to October the 12th to tell us this. We did not know. The only way we knew it was happening to your right was when she stepped off the bus on the Thursday with it tied on. We had no idea she was being masked and we didn't know the, we didn't know the educational problems it was causing her. We didn't know any of that. And the only way I know that is because they gave me a gift from God. They wrote it on paper in the review. Yeah. So you mentioned, so obviously, that you're... They haven't denied it. You mentioned that your daughter has, she can't breathe through her nose. She has to breathe through her mouth. I have experienced just, I live in Texas. So, so you, you know how humid it is in Florida. It's humid here. Absolutely. You wear a mask outside, you, you breathe through your mouth. All of a sudden that mask becomes completely saturated. You might as well be waterboarded at that point because you can't breathe yeah. through the wet material. How wet was her mask when, when she got home? Was it, was it, very wet was it dry what, what was the status of it yeah according to my wife i mean I, I didn't get the mask i just saw that it had turned yellow by the time i saw it because it had dried quite a bit so it had a yellowing to the to the white part of the mask it was one of those medical masks as you saw in the yeah. pictures um, she said it was completely wet and saturated because it's also important to know that sophia has sensory issues so she will do things she gets comfort by things in her mouth so one of the things that Sophia would do, which is dangerous because of what's inside the mask in between the, the out, outer layer, the blue part and the white part, mm -hmm. is that she would have that in her mouth and licking it because she's got an enlarged tongue as well. And so she, this mask, my wife said, was quite wet. So they've, they've done this for weeks, at least a month, over a month. Every Since day this is happening. Yeah, over a month this is happening. And it's getting completely saturated to the point where she probably can't breathe through it. So she has reduced oxygen the whole day. I mean, imagine going through the entire day trying to breathe through a wet mask. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I know I couldn't. I can't even do it outside when I'm wearing a mask just to try and not have like dust in my face. Right. That's that's torture. That's that's torture. Obviously, there's the bit where she has the 504 and she's documented and she has a disability. So there are laws that come into play there, abusing children with disabilities, doing things that they understand would be detrimental. But that's torture at that point. Forcing a child to go through, go through school wearing a wet mask, unable to breathe. I, I don't know if I would have been able to be as calm and reserved as you. I don't think I would have been able to wait after that holiday weekend. I think I'd probably be at the, at the principal's front door. So I commend you well, I, for, for the waiting. reason I did wait, because I felt like you just expressed. I mean, that's what I, my, I desired to do that. I was angry. I mean, it's something that, you know, you're very angry about and it's all women there. So you wouldn't do anything physically or anything like that. But the, the inner rage is there because then you begin to think, and it was over the weekend that we're thinking and, my wife had nightmares about it, and she's um, and I was unable to sleep because because Sophia can't talk. 
I begin, you, your mind starts to just race. What did she go through? Did she try to take it off and, and they you know, didn't let her take it off? Um, uh, she couldn't talk. She couldn't tell someone, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble breathing. Did they make her run around outside and play? I have yeah. more questions that under oath and cameras at the school that will be subpoenaed. Uh, I still have more questions than I do answers because at the point when I found out they were doing this since the, um, throughout the mandate time and that the teacher was doing it because of the mandate, she was felt forced to do it because of the mandate. I got more yeah. angry and, it, and it's an unlawful mandate. It's, it's yeah. a violation of the law. They are breaking the law with the mandate itself. It's a, it's a yeah. law breaking thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you mentioned that it goes against the parents' bill of rights, the Texas pass. It goes against the executive order that DeSantis laid out banning it. Um, it it's unconstitutional. It's illegal for everyone else. But obviously, your daughter is a very special circumstance that if they're not going to enforce it against anyone, they shouldn't enforce it against her. And you said that they right. didn't have any opt out. That's obviously unconstitutional. That's obviously illegal. This is just yeah. a nightmare. And then you just mentioned, I didn't even think about this. If she's running around in gym class or, or doing any kind of physical activity, I, I, I can't imagine. And she can't explain her emotions. She can't explain fear. Yeah. This is, this is heartbreaking. It, 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 it makes me want to go and, and, and protest in front of the school. I just, I just yeah. imagine not being able to breathe through a wet mask and you can't tell anyone. You can't share it to anyone. And every time you take it off, they just find a new way to clip it to your ear, clip it to your hair, tie it around your head. There's an evil here, Dr. Steele. There's an evil. And I, I get it that the teacher probably is saying that she's just following orders. I mean, history is littered with people who did evil things just in the name of following orders. But this can't be the yeah, only yeah, I instance. For, I think it's good for your listeners uh, to reread the history of Nuremberg and what happened in the yeah. Nuremberg and the Nuremberg um results that you know particularly around the issue of mandates and mandates of vaccines um, that people need to know history and they need to know um how, how to how to fight this and and that's what that's what we're doing because i got when i heard and got more pictures of the story i just said this cannot go unchecked and i'm willing to take this as far as i need to take it and fight it as hard as i need to fight it and and i am we're going these three board members these three board members are responsible for what has taken place with my daughter. And with the blessing of Governor DeSantis and many state representatives and senators in, in the state of Florida, I have their blessing and I'm gonna take this to the furthest court I need to take it and to win it. I, I wanna talk about that in a second. Before we get off of, of, of this, have any other parents come to you? I imagine that, I, oh, I don't know what her class looks like, I don't know if Sophia is the only person with the only kid with a 504 in school, have, have any other parents stepped forward? Cause if they're doing this to her where, where she is nonverbal, she has to breathe through her mouth. She can't explain when she's suffocating or anything like that. You have to think that they're doing it to other, other kids. Have any other parents stepped forward? Uh, I don't know that. Um, I have had a parent from the school, a couple parents from the school who also have IEP children, but their children are verbal and they and they've made, you know, they've made it very clear that, um, their children will not be wearing masks. And, um, but with an IEP, you don't have to do that, particularly with nonverbal child. And Sophia's levels of di disability are much more extreme than a lot of the kids there. Um, so particularly with her inability to talk and express her needs. 
Um, so her, her level's a bit higher than that because of her communication difficulties. Yeah. So they've reached out to me and wanted to encourage us, but I have intentionally, um, I don't want to try this case in social media. I want yeah. people under oath. And because that's yeah. where you get the truth. Um, and that's where you're going to get everything found out. So, um, oh, so absolutely. I, there's, been, there's been stuff said about me, about me waiting four days, but three days the school was closed. I mean, it's really, really so ridiculous what arguments about this and what they are saying. Um, but it, it's something that I know it comes with the territory. And I was just saying tonight, I so wanted to engage in something that's just so insane but I've had to just use restraint and yeah. not engage this in social media, not respond to the ridiculous things that people are saying who are following this one particular board member who's very outspoken for this. But those three board members um, will be surprised when they see what my lawsuit is going to require of them. Well, I, I'm, I'm eager to find that out too. When you, Obviously, you, you know who the board members are. To see them coming after you, the board members, the general public, the, the, the left, however you want to describe it, the people that want yeah. to take you down because you are being too outspoken. It reminds me of things we've seen in other school districts. Obviously, the, there's that graphic, despicable story from Loudoun County, Virginia, where yeah. a man's daughter yeah. was victimized. In, in a bathroom and they covered it up. We see stories like this all the time and it just, there's this trend and it's a trend that, that just waltzed a Republican into the governor's mansion in Virginia. This trend of, of Democrats, liberals, believing that when you drop your kid off at school, that's it. You don't have the right to have a say in their education. You don't get to have a say in their dress code, in, in their health, that you give it, you hand your kid over to the state. And the state will nurture them. The state will take care of them. And then you see a, a situation like your daughter. The state's obviously not taking care of her. So they don't want you to have any role in this whatsoever. That you have no right to. I mean, it's crazy. We've been having this conversation. You're in Florida. But they don't think you should have any right. And then meanwhile, they're abusing children. This is child abuse. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive and yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. I, I know you don't want to make any accusations because you're 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 cocked and loaded, ready for for court. But as I look at this, this is a child abuse, and if it it can't just be one case. If they're doing this in one case, they're doing it to other kids, whether they're yeah. they're verbal or nonverbal. This is abuse, and and the idea that this all stems back to a belief that your daughter. We can go ahead and put up my screen again. That this innocent little girl is somehow a threat to other people. 
I mean, that that's if, if you boil it down, I mean, I guess maybe they were intending to be cruel, but the fear that when she did simply by breathing, she was going to hurt someone. I, I don't see any. I mean, if she's first of all, if you're not sick, you're not going to hurt anyone. But I, I look at your daughter and I, I don't think she could hurt a fly. No. And yet and yet they did this to her. It's 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 despicable. Yeah, because one of the things that's interesting as well is that um, I mean I work in the medical field, and of course a year and a half ago we were all heroes, and now we're villains, um, yeah. particularly for those who are not taking the um, the jab. Um, but I don't need the jab. My wife doesn't need a jab. Sophia doesn't need a jab. Our son doesn't need a jab. I had COVID with bilateral pneumonia. Okay. One of the things that my doctor told me was, don't go to the hospital. That's where people die. Your lungs are filled. I got, felt like crystal had shattered in my lungs. My wife had had COVID. She was still getting over it. And so I, I had gotten it. And Sophia had a runny nose. All right. So that's all she had was a runny yeah. nose. I went and got the monoclonal injections, the Regeneron that Governor DeSantis brought into Florida. And in four days, I was eating pizza with my toes and my feet in the sand in the, in, of the water of the Atlantic Ocean. And, you know, and I felt energized. I was still sick a bit. My lungs still hurt a bit, but my saturation level went back up and it was amazing. And now I've got the, had the monoclonal injections, the antibodies, and I also have had COVID. So I am I'm more protected than that vaccine could ever protect, which we know now because the own, yeah. uh, current... Um, so-called president's uh, press secretary is fully vaccinated and with a booster, I believe, and is yeah. now sick with COVID. So that's another layer of this. Your daughter has the antibodies. Your daughter's in the yeah. house when you and your wife both got COVID. She got a runny nose. She got she has the antibodies. She got the virus and she beat it. So that's a whole other layer to, to this. Yeah, we had to, our entire family had to isolate at the dire direction of the school. Because, so they know because that Sophia she had to isolate. And Sophia was in contact with someone who was masked, um, but, but who had gotten sick with COVID. So we had to isolate and stay home. I had to stay home from work and use my PTO. Yeah. And my wife stayed home from work unpaid. And Sophia stayed home from school. And then I got COVID. Yeah. So they know that COVID went through your household. They know that everyone had it. They know your daughter beat it. They know she has the antibodies. They know that even if she's not symptomatic, she won't spread it because she's not vulnerable to it. And they still tied the mask to her face anyway. It's, it's, yeah. that's not, there's no science to this. Like they keep saying, follow the science. I don't know where the science Zero. books tell Zero. you to tie masks to kids' face. I don't, I don't know where you can find it. If anyone can find it, I'd love to know. But that's not science. And, that, that's, this, that's doubling this, down. This, yeah, and this this virus does not affect kids for some reason does not affect kids badly at all like it does adults. I mean, I got pneumonia bad in two days. I mean, my lungs were crystal, looked like crystal, almost like as if I had had AIDS because you will see patients with AIDS. Patients have the same kind of view; their lungs look the same when they're dying uh, of what my lungs yeah. look like, which is why I got. I had a great doctor who sent me straight to Merritt Island. Go get those four injections, which I did. And those are the same injections that the Biden administration tried to stop from being shipped to Florida, saying that Florida exactly. was using them too much. It was saving too many lives. 
they would have preferred, Biden would have preferred that they sit in a warehouse in Connecticut or something than actually be used yeah. where people needed it. There's just so many, and there's so got, many layers to this whole story. Yeah. And we've got the lowest hospitalizations in the entire country. Yeah. So, uh, and, and so that they, they do this and say this, and yet they still want to do the mask mandate. Interestingly enough, the school board met uh, late October, I think around the 28th or so, and they reversed, they still kept the mandate, but they gave a parental opt out. This was after post Sophia. Um, so they gave the opt out, but it, it doesn't matter because um, if you want to move to the legal side of things, I have some news for yeah. you guys as well. So. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to talk about the legal side. First of all, before we get to that, talk about what Governor DeSantis told you. Obviously, I saw a little bit of the press conference that they're pledging to do everything they can to help you and also yeah. make sure this stuff doesn't happen anywhere else. What was meeting DeSantis like and what were, what were some of the things that he talked to you about? Well, I couldn't see him when I was speaking, but um, but we, we met beforehand um, and he, he had known about it. He had heard about it uh, prior to the press conference. And then when I introduced myself in the private meeting, he talked with me for a long time and everyone listened. Sheriff Ivy was there. I had, you know, Debbie Mayfield, one of our senators, um, Randy Fine, one of our representatives was there. There were a lot of people there, a lot of sheriff deputies there, because um, this was a big, big press conference about mandates and how the sheriff deputies and the deputies of uh, in Brevard County, when they go onto school campuses, they will not be masked. They will not be wearing masks. They're not going to put a mask on. If they have to go to, and nor are they going to enforce the mandates. They're not going to break the law and enforce the mandates. And that's one of the things I said to the principal. She asked me, she said, well, what do you expect me to do? There's a mandate. I said, I expect you not to break the law. Yeah. I expect you to follow the law and I expect you to not comply. I said, you have many principals in this county, many teachers and teachers union. You could tell the school boards, no, this is law and we cannot break the law and we will be held accountable for breaking the law. It would be like me telling my telling an officer who pulled me over for drunk driving that I was trying to do a good deed and keep my friend safe to get him home in his bed safely. So I was I was better off than he was. So I took to the wheel, let him sleep in the driver's side. And it's a. I, I disagree with the fact that drunk driving is really that serious, so I shouldn't get arrested. So I'm going to break the law. Yeah. What's, and I asked the police, what, what's the police officer? What are you going to do? We're going to arrest you and take you to jail. Thank you very much. It's a breaking the law. No matter what I feel about the law, it's a violation of the law. And that's what they did. They knowingly and wittingly broke the law because they didn't care about kids and they didn't care about my rights as a parent. So, Mr. Producer, if you put up my screen, your the website you guys have have, have stood up, stopmaskingkids.com. It tells yeah. the story, and it also gives people an opportunity to donate. So if you go to stopmaskingkids.com, there's links to the Give, Send, Go. And, and yeah. you're raising money to, to fight this, to fight this to the fullest extent that you can, going after everyone involved. And yeah. I, I read a little bit about the pledge that you're going to spend the money on that and anything that's left over, you're going to donate to charity. It's amazing. You've already raised $100,000. Yes. Yeah, it's just a matter Did of Did you think you were going to get that high? I, I, I need to – here's the thing is with the, with the reason. I, first, I wanted to test it to see 
what the public opinion was going to do, and I had it at 50,000, and that was simply just to test the waters of yeah. will, this, will the people get behind this, the public opinion, and they did, and it grew rapidly. Um, after I was on Tucker Carlson, um, I think in a matter of 24, 36 hours, we got 48 or $49,000. Wow. Um, which was amazing. And so, and I've done a lot of other programs since then, you know, Fox and Friends and uh, Newsmax, uh, yeah. OAN, you guys, uh, a couple of Christian things as well that has millions of listeners and other conservative talk shows and radio shows. So I've done a lot of interviews. Um, but the thing is, is that we have to remember the government is about to fight me in this litigation when we go to court. They're going to fight me with my own tax money and my own tax money from Florida. They're going to use my money against me. They're going to use everybody in the community's money against me. It's not their money. The school board isn't losing any money. The school teacher, the school or anyone else, the principal, they're not losing any personal money. They've got money and access to from taxpayer money to be used. So they could drag this thing out with me and bleed me dry yeah. until I just drop the case. They've, they've got that potential ability. However, with the scene, with me trying to get to 200,000, I've got a bang up lawyer um, at um, Anderson Glenn. Um, he, um, Nick Whitney is my attorney out of Jacksonville, Florida. He will be uh, trying my case and litigating this case for me. Um, so he's, he's encouraged me to get it to 200,000 because of the games that they can be able to play. Not that we would necessarily use that much, but we yeah. have that much if we need it. And if we need more than that, all of the programs that I've gone on, like yours, have said, look, you know, if you guys don't get this money, you call us back. We want to make sure you've got that, that you've got the tools and resources to litigate this case where you don't have to worry about finances. The moment the, their attorneys understand that the people of America, not just Florida or Brevard County, the people of America are so angry and so upset about this. We saw it in Last night's and night before election, people have had enough. Parents have had enough. They're fighting back. And the people will get behind this because Sophia, though she can't speak, she's speaking for every special needs child yeah. in this country. And she's speaking for every child in this country in school. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I, I'm sure your lawyer is great. I just, I do think it's a little funny that the lawyer says you got to pump the numbers up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's, He's a really good guy. He's a Harvard law grad. Um, he's he knows his stuff, and he's going to represent this case very, very well. And so, um, if anyone's looking for a good civil attorney, um, uh, Nick Whitney is the a good guy to have. So I just posted the uh, I posted the the link in a couple of the comment sections where we're live right now, and we'll make sure that it is in the description as we go the audio version when this gets published later. Um, $100,000. That is incredible. And I, I like what you're doing because obviously you're going to be going up against your money, as you said, the people's money, yeah. but you're also yeah. raising the people's money. So it, it really is the people against the people. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it's a big waste of money. It, it seems like they should just settle this. Would you, first of all, okay. Would you accept them settling? Um, if it meant the truth wasn't going to completely come out. Well, I will never sign a non-disclosure. Mm -hmm. So that ain't happening. That, that I settle some something 
and I and I not and I and I have they silence me. I'd rather go to court. Yeah, I would love to sit. I would. I have no fear of sitting before a twelve-member jury and putting the truth of this story out. Because the great thing about the truth is you never have to remember what you said, and you just get on the witness stand, just like I've done to in all these interviews, yeah. and I tell the same story over and over again. Then you cross-examine. You put them on the witness stand. You examine them, and when they admit it, what case do they have? What case do they have? You show the you show these images before a, a jury, and there is no way you lose. I mean, I'm getting choked up just looking at them. I cannot imagine a jury of your peers if you actually got a good jury um, going against this. So you, you mentioned earlier, and I don't want you to give away too much. So if, if, if I'm asking you to divulge yeah. too much, you feel free to say you don't want to share it. So you're, you're, you're suing, but you've already got it. You've already got um, concessions, right? They've already pushed through the, the, the exceptions. So you're not actually um, trying to get some, some concessions from it. What are some of the things you're looking to demand from the county, if you can share that? Well, there will be um, an obvious compensation demand. There will also be, particularly because we don't know the suffering that has happened with Sophia. Uh, we've got some things um, that I have pulled together. Um, I did a little bit of law school in England as well when I lived over there in London. So um, uh, I've put together some of the things that actually happened after the case, looking back. Um, that took place with Sophia's life, uh, that took place with her behavior, some uh, medical issues and illnesses that I've now understand what was going on, I think. So we will, we will be exploring that. Um, I will, of course, obviously have expert witnesses there um, that we will have to, that's part of that 200,000. We're gonna have to pay for people to do that. Um, that's, that doesn't come free, um, sadly, but it doesn't. Um, so we, I'm going to ask for three or four things. And um, one thing that, that I will ask for and demand in my lawsuit is they do a press conference and publicly apologize to my my daughter and my family. Well, that seems like that should just go without saying. I didn't but even no think about this. I mean, every board, they have not called me. Oh, yeah, no, they won't apologize because if they apologize to you, that'll be an admission of guilt and then they're toast. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even think about this. The more you talk, the more my the gears in my head are turning. How do you settle on a number for damages when the when the the girl in question cannot articulate how she felt, cannot articulate the harm that was done to her? I mean, this is I, I've never heard of anything like this. I mean, I'm sure there's other cases. Uh, I'm I, I'm sure there's a lot of bad people out there. But how how do you? Do you just throw a number out? Are other people advising you of what kind of number you should you should look for? Yeah, I'll have advice around that. And there's other things that need to happen. I mean, to be honest with you, my personal opinion is that these three people need to resign immediately for what they've done. The three school board members and the teachers and the principal, et cetera, that they need to be that needs to be looked at for them as well. Um, but I'm definite that the three school board members who passed this three to two, the other two who did not vote for it, I don't think they are responsible because they were very much against this mandate and breaking the law. But the three people who voted for it and pushed it, and particularly my constituent um, person, Miss Jennifer Jenkins, is the person who um, uh, is my person who's supposed to take care of my family because um, we live beachside right by the ocean. Um, she needs to go. She has no business 
Um, she's contacted me. She has. She was all about playing her own victimhood, and I don't. I don't know who she is, and I don't know she's had this long ongoing thing with a, a representative where they didn't. They fight it out in social media. That's not my business. I don't care about that. But she isn't going to use my daughter for that. I can tell you that. And um, and she's not. My daughter isn't going to be a pawn of of her and, and and an example of what she wants to do that's illegal. Let me just state what happened on the. Um, the 29th of October in the Florida Circuit Court, First Circuit Court of Appeals. The First District Court of Appeals in the state of Florida with two concurring judges, they ruled after they said that the wearing of a face covering or a mask is at the parent or legal guardian's sole discretion. That's the parent's sole discretion. Okay? They, they also, the reason is I'm reading the judges opinion here okay so this is going to be very important for my case that the judge says the respondents have been remarkably open in their defiance they argue that they should be permitted to challenge the rules and fail to comply without being subjected to mandamus he says that in short they acknowledge they are defying, look, listen to the arrogance of this. This is a judge speaking. They acknowledge that they are um, in defiance of the law and that, but argue that the courts should refuse to compel their compliance. Can you imagine if society ran this way? I, I acknowledge yeah. I'm oh, disobeying your law, but I, I demand that you do not compel me to comply with the law. <laughs> well, the first thing it comes to the first thing it comes to mind for me is obviously is that is that case dealing with the same county or is that a different it's, part of Florida? It's dealing with school. It's dealing with the school boards in Alachua and Duval County in the north in, in okay. Marsh Circuit Courts, the Fifth Circuit Court, which this this decision, I think I believe, will weigh yeah. heavily as precedent on the decision that's going to be coming out here in the Fifth Circuit, which is mine, uh, very, very soon, yeah. really soon. So we know that the school board understood it was illegal, yes. did it anyway. We know that the principal understood it was illegal, did it anyway. We know that the teacher understood it was illegal, did it anyway. Obviously, I, I encourage you to take advice from your lawyers, but as I look at this, the idea of qualified immunity comes to mind. Qualified immunity mm -hmm. for everyone listening. It's just the general premise that if you are doing an official duty, as long as you make a good faith effort to do that job, you cannot be sued individually if you make a mistake. Now, obviously, Florida has protections like that for people. But when you have people in positions of public trust, people in, uh, as government employees, openly and flagrantly violating the law, they cannot make the argument that they are making a good faith effort to do their job. So it can be argued that qualified immunity would not cover these people and they would be potentially vulnerable individually in civil court. Have you had any conversations with your lawyer about going after them individually? I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> and by not saying it, you said it. <laughs> Well, I mean, th that's what it takes, right? This, the qualified immunity statutes, I haven't read Florida's in, in, I don't think I ever have, 
because we haven't had a lot of those cases. But typically, the reason that qualified immunity exists is to make an example of people who who don't, right? It's obviously to protect the good ones and to leave the bad public servants up for potential liability. So you, you sue the pants off of the bad ones to make sure that everyone else understands that's going to happen to them if they try the same stuff. So right. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to voted against breaking the law that there's qualified immunity there. I think that case could be argued powerfully from the two who were in disagreement with breaking the law. Uh, qualified immunity, I think, could be applicable possibly in that case. I'm not a judge. I'm not an attorney. Um, yeah. I don't know all the things that go along with that. But, but you know, there's uh, the school board as a whole is the one who's going to be sued. So yeah, um, and that's all five of them. So and and the and the school superintendent because yeah. he went along well, with it. Well, if you win, and if your lawyers say it's a good idea. I, I would love to see some of these people get sued individually because if they don't get fired, if they're able to just keep doing their job, then they don't learn from it. They don't learn from, they don't learn the hard lessons. And sometimes the hard lessons have to be painful because when we're talking about a special needs child having a mask yes. tied to her face, that can't just be someone gets a golden parachute and gets to retire comfortably. Going to step away real quick to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars is a Patriot-owned business with an extensive line of historically-themed individual cigars and cigar collections, including the Commander Series, the Founder Series, and the President Series. All of their packaging is proudly made in the USA by American workers, and it's a truly unique gift for both cigar and history lovers alike. So here's the deal. When you go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, any order over $76 is going to receive a free additional Benedict Arnold cigar. That's right, a free cigar added on top. Now, this is the perfect gift for your traitorous liberal family members or friends, or just for anyone, or smoke it yourself. Again, go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, to get a free Benedict Arnold cigar added to all orders over $76. I mean, there, there has to be an element to this that makes everyone else in the education profession understand that this was not okay before and it's even more not okay now yeah. and, and there has to be a little fear there because i i get it that they're saying you're just following orders but at some point you expect these people to do the right thing at some point you expect these people to have basic humanity to see a child in need and to help them not to make their situation worse and the fact that they did this for over a month and they only got caught when they forgot to take the mask off also shows an element of pre-planning also shows an element of scheming. It wasn't like they kept this mask on or so, so you could know they were deliberately trying to hide this from, you No, they, they have obviously talked to your lawyer, but they have opened themselves up to lots of different vulnerabilities individually. And an argument can be made for a lot of these people that they did not make a good faith effort to legally do their jobs. So well, it's, what, it's what's a, the next issue as well? Because they violated the law of the ADA of the American Disabilities yeah. Act, yeah. and uh, so it, it, it's not only now a state issue. This case is going to actually be a federal issue. Yeah, no, the, something as 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 terrible but as simple as this has huge ramifications for all different kinds of uh, of law. I mean, I, I we, we we didn't even mention the ADA yet. I mean, th this is where you actually get into the realm of abuse. 
of, of unapologetic flagrant abuse. No, I, I, I know that you're going to, you're obviously you're going after the school board, but if you win, I, 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 I hope, I hope you make examples of these people as individuals. So what's your, what's your next step? So we're, um, we're, my attorney is doing his work and, um, he, we're going to hopefully be filing very, very soon. Um, and on the 15th of November, um, I've been made aware um, that uh, the governor, Ron DeSantis, has, he's called for a special session, um, a legislative session in, in Tallahassee, and they will be dealing with uh, mandates, and particularly mask mandates, in reference with my daughter, Sophia, um, as a result of what's happened with her, and also with the mandates for the vaccine, um, the so-called vaccine. They will be um, dealing with that at that legislation as well. So I imagine something big, something powerful, something that's going to put people in serious check because Governor DeSantis was and told me so is livid about what happened to my daughter and that it cannot ever happen again to any child. And I think this legislation is going to be so strong that they will be afraid to break the, the, this law again, I can tell you. I think they should call it Sophia's Law. I, I think that would be a great. Has anyone has anyone reached out to you about naming it after her? Um, yeah. Well, they have. Uh, I, I don't want I don't want to ruin the news. <laughs> but I guess we'll stay tuned for that. I, I did hear though. Yeah, I'm happy. To, I did I'm hear. happy once the stuff keeps going to to come on your program again yeah, and update yeah, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So because one of the things I want is these. I want I want this to be about Sophia. Yes. But I also want it to be about our American constitutional rights and freedoms as well. And, and that, that there's a phrase that I believe deeply about this that, that defines what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Natural law and natural justice is the patrimony of parents, full stop. Yeah. So natural yeah. law and natural justice is, belongs to us, not to the state. I, don't, I do not co-parent with the state, okay? So even philosophically of what community has meant in, in Aristotle, going all the way back to Aristotle's understanding of what the family is and what the community is and how it grows out into to produce government, number one in Aristotle's philosophy is the family. And that's what builds society, not the other way around. And they are doing it the well, other way around for an intention to destroy the family. Well, if we had more time, I would love to have a philosophical argument or a discussion, not debate discussion, because when, when I see these, these people in these positions of power thinking they know best for everyone, I think of the philosopher king. I think that they believe that they are this, this almighty, that they just know more than everyone else and, exactly. and they are destined and they are deserved to rule. Um, according to what, what Plato in his Republic, what, what they yeah. laid out. Can I just so, quickly say before, that, before, for the, for the listeners, please, one thing that's important to remember about the Communist Manifesto, what Marx and Engels said, this is huge for what's going on right now. They both said in order for communism and um, to take its deepest root in society, you must destroy the most powerful institution in the world. Many people will first say, the church, but it, they what they said was destroy the family, and you've got communism. Yeah, 
And this is what they're going after. And this ought to wake people up and scare our listeners. It should. It should. And and thank goodness people like you, obviously, you wish you weren't in this position. I think we all wish you weren't in this position. But thank goodness that you're standing up and, and, and fighting and, and, and fighting for your daughter who quite literally cannot fight for herself. So I, I want to yeah. applaud you for that. Um, I, I wish you the best of luck with this special session. I, I assume we're going to hear more from you. Um, I, I've, I'm a little frustrated because the news I'm hearing is that they don't have the Republican votes to ban vaccine mandates. So maybe that's changing. Um, that made me very unhappy to hear that. Hopefully they get smacked and, uh, and forced to, <laughs> to get in line. Um, but yeah, no, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And again, I want to tell thank everyone you. to go to, to go to stop masking kids. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, stop com. You can read all about Sophia's story, what's happened to her and, and how her and her father are fighting back. And you can obviously on that webpage, find the give, send, go link. If you want to donate and help them fight this fight, because obviously, as we talked about, it's going to be very expensive. He's going up against the county. The county will waste as much money as they need to to try and drain him dry. So if you can, please do head over there and donate to help give Sophia some justice. Well, Dr. Steele, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I, I, we will definitely reach out to you again and, and, and have you back on to talk more as this develops. But I wish you the best of luck. And I, again, I'm so sorry that this is this is happening to you. But I hope that you, you can take this horrible experience and do some good with it. That's what we're hoping to do. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Have a, have a great rest of your evening. All right, you too, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. I, I Again, I mean, Joe talks about what he would do if, 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 if anything ever happened to his kids and, and – Sometimes I'm sitting over here and, and people think that I'm not as passionate about that, but hearing this story and, and seeing the pictures and, and digesting it, digesting what it means to put a mask on a kid who can't tell you what they're feeling, what it means to put a mask on a girl who, who only has to breathe through her mouth in, in a humid environment, how it gets wet and she can't breathe. It is, it's breaking my heart. And I don't know if I would have had the wherewithal not to go directly to the school as soon as I found out, not to go to their homes. And, and I commend Dr. S Dr. Steele for doing the right thing and, and not doing that and, and having a chance to cool down. Obviously, they're using that against him now that he waited four days. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I don't know if I, if I would have been able to be calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, no, it's... It, this is a heartbreaking story, but you know that it isn't the only one. As we said, the school got caught because they forgot to take the mask off. How many other kids, not just in that county, but around the nation, are suffering a similar fate? Suffering a similar fate, and their parents don't even know. It's abuse. Plain and simple. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conserve Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. All of those links are in the description. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. So check us out there. If you can, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. We're also, we go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that twice a day. And if you need a little help, you need a little reminder, you can subscribe to our text alert system. 
text the word freedom to 89517. Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. You'll get a notification before we go to air telling you what we're talking about, how, when, and where you can watch or listen. So make sure you do that. There's also a link in our description to sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very important. If you haven't already, please do that as well. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. 